Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. For if the dead raise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, then your faith is in vain, and you are yet still in your sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 16 and 17. My friend, today I want to ask you to examine your faith to see if you really believe. My friend, I ask you today, do you really believe? But before you answer that, stop and examine your belief. Do you really believe that God is God? That nothing is impossible for him? That there is nothing that he cannot do? Are you fully persuaded that what he has promised, he is able to perform it? Even if he has to raise someone from the dead to do it? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 says this, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure." What this was saying is that Abraham had faith in what God had promised, knowing that even if he gave up the only way that he could humanly conceive to receive that promise, that God would stop at nothing to achieve it, even if it took the power of resurrection to do it. So what are you limiting God on? Is it something that he said to you and you don't see any way for it to happen? Is it a loved one that he said would be saved and brought into the kingdom? Is it the restoration of a relationship or placement in a calling? Is it the equipping that you need to fulfill the commission and mission that you have been called to that seems just so impossible? to you. So let's get back to the simplicity of the gospel message and what we just read. And let me ask you this question. Do you believe that God can raise the dead? Because believe it or not, it's that kind of faith that is required for true salvation. Just like Abraham's faith was counted unto him for righteousness, when he believed that God would honor his word, even if he had to raise Isaac from the dead to do it. You have to not only truly believe that God raised Christ from the dead, but that he is able to raise you from the dead. Also, from dead situations, from dead hopes and promises, from a dead and sinful lifestyle, from the only true death, which is hell, and if need be, from physical death to do what he has promised. Because if you don't believe that God himself can bring about his promises 
and the most perfect plan for your life, then you actually have more faith in yourself than in God. If you don't believe that God can deliver you from a life of sin, then that means that you actually have more faith in the power of sin and the one who tempts you to commit it than in God's power to overcome it. Simply comes down to this, my friend, that if you don't believe that he can, then he won't. Because you don't truly have faith in him. And grace, which is the power to overcome, only comes by faith. Which you don't really have, though you may say that you do. If you are not fully persuaded that God is able to perform that which he has promised and to overcome sin, death, hell, and the grave in the process, then you don't truly believe that God is God and your faith is in vain. After all, is anything too hard for God? So I ask again, do you believe? And where is your trust? In him, in men, in others' opinions, in your own logic or vain imaginations. Because we can have faith in a lot of things. I choose to put my faith in the King of Kings. In Romans chapter 4, verse 16, we read this, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace, to bring about the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to those only which or of the law, but to them also which are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. God saying this of Abraham, I have made thee the father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were. He was already speaking forth what would become. Because once God decrees it, it can't be undone. Who against hope, speaking of Abraham, still believed in hope? In other words, there was no hope for this to happen. In the physical, it made no sense. He had to lay down his logic and simply believe what God had spoken. Stop trying to make it happen because that caused a lot of problems. He had to instead just start praising and keep waiting until God orchestrated everything in its proper timing and season. And of course, always we must follow God's leading, never try to get ahead of him. We can't lead divinity. We can only worship it. He hoped even against hope that he might be the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he didn't even consider it to be a problem. God had spoken, he would fulfill it. So he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in his faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. That what he had promised, he was able also to perform it. And therefore, because of this, it was imputed unto him 
for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake only that this was imputed to him for righteousness, but for us also who are of the new covenant. That if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Oh God, we believe today not only in what you did 2,000 years ago when the hope of redemption died on that cross, but yet you brought it back to life to give us the faith to believe for resurrection for your faithfulness to fulfill your promises, for you to do the impossible, that nothing is too hard for you. Oh Lord, we believe in the testimony of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, of what his blood affords us, and that believing everything that he came to speak to us will lead us into eternal life. But beyond that, we believe that you are God, that nothing is too hard for you. That you can save us, can change us, can speak to us and through us and use us and lead us and guide us and position us where you want us. We just have to surrender and ask you to do it because the word is clear that you will not force us. But Lord, today we ask in faith for you to move by the power of your grace to make sure that we stay in right standing with you and in alignment with the plans and purposes that you have for our life, that you would use us for great and mighty things for your kingdom, for your glory. And we have all faith to believe in the power of our God to achieve these things. You set whole galaxies in motion. You hung the stars in the sky. You divide the land from the sea. Nothing is too big or too small or too hard for my king. Lord, if there is someone that needs to be saved, then right now we lift that up to you in prayer and intercession. And if you give us a reassurance that they're going to make it into heaven, then we believe what you have spoken. You will fulfill your promises. We remind you of them, Lord. You tell us to do this in your word. Not so much, I think, because you need to be reminded, but I think that it is important for us to be reminded of what you said. And to rebuke the lies of the enemy that tries to tell us, hey, hadn't happened yet. God's time is not our time. His ways are not our ways, but they are perfect. They are pure. And he is faithful, full of mercy, compassion, patience, and grace. If our God has spoken it, he will do it. Of that we are fully persuaded. So you might say, well, I don't know how to have faith because I don't know if he spoke it. Well, the word does say that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's your first step. You've got to seek him for a word. But once you hear it, you've got to stand on it, no matter what comes against it, no matter how impossible it gets, no matter what people think of you for maintaining your steadfastness. There are times when they may call you prideful or selfish or arrogant. Be kind, be loving, but have endurance. Do not be shaken. Do not be removed from your faith in what the Lord has spoken. For it will surely come to pass. 
but more often than not, not until it has become impossible for it to happen by any work of man or your own hands, because that's how he gets the most glory for it. So again, I ask you today, where is your faith? Because if it's truly in him, then you can have all confidence that he will bring it to pass. Just make sure you're still there when it happens. Don't be shaken. Don't lose your confidence. The word of God tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please him. And that all that come to him must believe that he truly is God. And, and I think that means to also believe that he encompasses all of the attributes of God. That nothing is too hard or too impossible for him. That he is faithful. But it says also that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Don't just have faith in your own vain imaginations. Or what you think ought to happen. Get a word from heaven. Stand on it. And when the enemy comes to try to remove you from it, don't be shaken. Keep praising, keep believing, keep pressing forward towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Stay persuaded. Keep your faith in him and what he has spoken. Oh Lord, as you have brought this word forth today, let it stir our faith. Let us examine where our faith really is, and if it is lacking in any area, then let us speak it forth. Because you said in your word that with the heart we believe unto righteousness, but with the mouth we confess unto salvation. So we decree and we declare into the atmosphere. We speak to the mountain of unbelief and we say, get ye behind me, Satan. I break agreement with your lies today and I speak out loud my faith in every word that my God has said to me in the logos, in the rhema. If he said it, I believe it. He will do it. I am fully persuaded. My God is stronger than Satan. The Holy Spirit is stronger than temptation. My Jesus' blood is greater than any bondage. Every curse is broken. Every doubt is crushed. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is too hard, and we believe it so much that we are willing to lay our Isaac down on the altar and trust that God will resurrect it. Whatever that is, the more impossible it gets, the more glorious the fulfillment. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.